Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. A historic day in America as Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was sworn in as the nation's 46th president. In his inaugural speech, Biden offered a message of unity and restoration to a deeply divided country. Our North America Bureau Chief TJ Manotok gives us a full story. In front of just a small number of VIP guests that included former presidents Barack Obama, Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, History was made as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris took their oaths of office on the steps of the U.S. Capitol, just two weeks following the deadly insurrection by a Donald Trump-inspired mob that attempted to disrupt Congress from certifying their election victory. I, Kamala Davy Harris, solemnly swear that I Kamala Harris, who became the first woman, first South Asian, and first black woman vice president of the United States, was up first. She was sworn in by Supreme Court Associate Justice Sonia Sotomayor, the first Hispanic and Latina member of the court. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear that I Biden was up next, and with the same family Bible he has used for every oath taking since 1973, he was sworn in by Chief Justice John Roberts. As Biden addressed the nation for the first time as president, he neither proclaimed victory for himself nor for his party, but for democracy. This is America's day. This is democracy's day. A day of history and hope, of renewal and resolve. Through a crucible for the ages, America has been tested anew, and America has risen to the challenge. Addressing a divided nation, Biden called for unity as he vowed to do what it takes to defeat all threats to democracy. The dream of justice for all will be deferred no longer. A cry for survival comes from planet itself, a cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. And now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. Biden pledged, as he did in the past, to be a president for all Americans. My whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people uniting our nation, and I ask every American to join me in this cause. After the inauguration, Biden immediately went to work, signing his first few official documents as president, including the inaugural declaration, cabinet nominations, and sub-cabinet nominations. Biden and Harris then participated in the military tradition, the pass-in review, when service members first salute the newly sworn commander-in-chief. Biden takes office in an unprecedented time in history, as the country is in the midst of one of the deadliest pandemics of all time, an economic downturn in a fractured society caused by great political divide. Democrats take control of the U.S. Senate as Vice President Kamala Harris swore in three new members, giving the party a narrow grip on both houses of Congress. Democrats Riffle Warnock, John Ossoff and Alex Padilla took their oath of office hours after Joe Biden was sworn in. Warnock and Ossoff won upset victories in a pair of runoff elections in Georgia on January 5th. Padilla was appointed to fill the Senate seat of Harris as she takes on the historic role as the first female vice president of the United States. The three Democrats give Biden a narrow edge to pursue his policies. The shift also makes Chuck Schumer the Senate majority leader, while Mitch McConnell was demoted to minority leader.
Leaders around the world took to social media to welcome the Biden administration. On Twitter, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said he looks forward to working with President Biden, noting that America's leadership is vital to all. French President Emmanuel Macron lauded Biden's move to bring the U.S. back to the Paris Climate Accord. As for Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, he noted the two countries' partnership in tackling history's greatest challenges, and he hopes to continue that relationship. Japanese Prime Minister Suga Yoshihide, meanwhile, hopes a free and open Indo-Pacific will be realized under a Biden administration. Also among those who sent in their well wishes on social media, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Pakistan's Imran Khan, and the leaders of Ukraine and Chile. Over in Brussels, the European Union hailed the inauguration as a new dawn for Europe and the United States. This time-honored ceremony on the steps of the U.S. Capitol will be a demonstration of the resilience of American democracy and the resounding proof that, once again, after four long years, Europe has a friend in the White House. Pope Francis also commemorating the historic day in the U.S. The pontiff said he prayed that God will guide Biden's efforts to bring reconciliation in the U.S. and among nations. China's, or make that China expresses its willingness to cooperate with the U.S. under President Joe Biden. That is a parting shot to the Trump administration. Beijing has imposed fresh sanctions against outgoing U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, describing him as a lying and cheating official. Pompeo, along with 27 other Trump-era officials and their immediate family members, have been banned from entering mainland China, Hong Kong, or Macau. Companies and institutions associated with them are also restricted from doing business with China. The Biden administration slammed those actions, calling them unproductive. Biden's immigration policy is one of the most pressing matters that the Filipino-American community is watching out for. Philippine Ambassador to the U.S. Jose Romualdez says the Philam community is looking forward to the preservation of the Dreamers program. Former President Trump had tried to terminate the initiative during his term, putting more than 650,000 so-called Dreamers in limbo and in fear of deportation. Many of them are Filipino children. The Biden administration has moved swiftly to reverse this, proposing an immigration law that includes an immediate pathway to citizenship for the Dreamers. What is the Filipino community looking forward to under a Biden presidency? What can change? Will immigration change, for example? Yes, definitely. I think that that's one of the the, the main uh, or one of the first things that uh, the Biden administration would like to do is to uh, to start uh, bringing back, for instance, DACA and, and, and also the other visas that, uh, that will allow Filipinos to come here to study, mm -hmm. to work here mm -hmm. for two years after the H-1B visas. All of that mm -hmm. will most likely come back. Uh, you know, the Democratic Party has always been known to believe that immigrants make a country or make the United, has made the United States. Mm -hmm. and, and, and rightly so, because we have a lot of Filipino-Americans here that have been very successful.
Back with more news. The COVID-19 vaccine developed by Pfizer and BioNTech appears to be effective against the more infectious variant discovered in the UK. Details in this report. The Pfizer and BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is likely to protect against the more infectious variant of the virus, which was discovered in Britain, according to results of further lab tests released on Wednesday. The encouraging results from an analysis of blood of participants in trials are based on more extensive analysis than those released by the drug maker last week. In those tests, Pfizer said a similar lab study showed the vaccine was effective against one key mutation that's found in both of the highly transmissible new variants spreading rapidly across Britain and South Africa. The latest study, which was posted online but is yet to be peer-reviewed, was conducted on a synthetic virus with 10 mutations that are characteristic of the variant known as B117, identified in Britain. Among the 11 authors of the study are the co-founders of BioNTech. It provides further hope as record numbers of daily deaths from COVID-19 are reported in Britain, which is believed to be driven by the more transmissible variant. It also means vaccine development would, for now, not have to start all over again. And we have this just in. An India-based biotech firm has applied for emergency use authorization in the Philippines for its COVID-19 vaccine. Our correspondent, Christine Sabilio, now on the line to tell us more about this. Christine, what else can you tell us? Carmina, the Food and Drug Administration confirmed today that India-based biotech has applied for emergency use authorization in the Philippines for its COVID-19 vaccine. FDA Director General Eric Domingo told ABS-CBN News that the company submitted its application this morning and they are still undergoing pre-evaluation. Vaccine czar Secretary Carlito Galvez said also this morning that Barrett Biotech vaccine is indeed one of those being considered for procurement by the country. But he said they have yet to see the results of its clinical trials. IP Biot and Ambika International, which have an exclusive agreement with, Biot Biot Bi with Barrett Biotech to distribute co-vaccine, that's the name of the vaccine, also released a statement confirming their application with the FDA. Co-vaccine was developed by Barrett in col collaboration with the Indian Council for Medical Research, National Institute of Virology. It is an inactivated virus vaccine that comes in two doses and can be kept in a standard cold chain temperature of 2 to 8 degrees Celsius. According to the group, the Philippines is on its list of priority countries. An Associated Press report recently cited Barrett Biotech advising those with weak immunity, allergies and bleeding disorder to not take the vaccine. The same report said Barrett Biotech was involved in controversy after the Indian government allowed its use without an efficacy rate. The company said in another report that it will release its efficacy data by March. And previous reports said the company plans to produce 700 million vaccine doses this year. That's the latest on vaccine applications here in the country. Back to you, Carmina. Thanks a lot. Christine Sabilio there. You keep safe, Christine. And back here in the newsroom, COVID-19 vaccines from the World Health Organization's COVAX facility are expected to arrive within the first quarter of this year. That's according to Vaccine Chief Carlito Galvez. He said the Philippines is set to receive 30 to 40 million of these vaccines after the COVAX facility confirmed the country's participation last Wednesday. The COVAX facility had previously said it will distribute Pfizer vaccines to developing nations. 
Philippine vaccine officials are already preparing the country's cold storage facilities ahead of the arrival of these vaccines. We have adequate cold storage capacity for all types of COVID vaccines. Tinignan namin talaga yung ano yung dalawang facilities ng Unilab and also RITM and also yung Swilig. Pati yung packaging nila yung magkakaroon na tinatawag na transport lahat. U.S. stocks surged to record highs Wednesday as Joe Biden was sworn in as America's 46th president. The Dow rose 257 points, while the S&P 500 closed at 38.51. The Nasdaq was the biggest gainer, adding 260 points. The market rally comes despite Wall Street's initial hesitance to Biden due to his plans to reverse some of former President Donald Trump's pro-business corporate tax cuts. But now, Milken Institute fellow Curtis Chin says... Corporate America is really just relieved about the peaceful transition of power. Business for the most part uh, wants stability. Uh, certainly they appreciated uh, President uh, Trump's reduction of regulations. But I think business will also welcome this notion of a more collegial, inclusive approach to issues like trade and economic affairs. We're very much focused, of course, on equity markets and the, and the numbers continue uh, to look terrific you know, from investors' viewpoints. We also need to think about, are those numbers sustainable if we don't address these issues of inequality and inequity in America? Investors also betting on economic recovery on the back of a faster COVID-19 vaccine rollout and a bigger $1.9 trillion pandemic relief plan under the Biden administration. The founder of Alibaba Group, Jack Ma, resurfaces after disappearing from public view for nearly three months. Ma met a hundred rural teachers in China via a live video meeting on Wednesday from a living room. He did not give hints about where he was since he supposedly went missing last October. He just said he would meet the teachers again after the pandemic. This ends countless speculations about his whereabouts since he blasted China's regulatory system during his speech at a forum. Because of his reappearance, shares of the e-commerce giant in Hong Kong jumped by over 10 percent. Well, back here at home, hundreds of residents in Marikina City have been evacuated from their homes as nonstop rains overnight triggered flooding near the Marikina River. The river's water level reached 16 meters at around 4 in the morning, causing floods up to three stories high, prompting officials to raise a second alarm. The alert has since been downgraded to a first alarm. Marikina Mayor Marcelino Teodoro now calling for the dredging of the heavily silted Marikina River. Uh, aming final na, uh, na petition para malaparan ang uh, Marikina River. Two ABS-CBN shows will be simulcast on TV5 beginning January 24th. Asap Natin To, the Philippines' longest-running musical variety show, will be seen on the Kapatid Network starting Sunday. The show, was, or which was launched in 1985, brings together some of the Kapamilya Network's biggest performers, including Martin Rivera, Jaja Padilla and Gary Valenciano. 
FBJ Daking, a movie block showcasing the films of the late Philippine cinema icon Fernando Po Jr., will also air on TV5 every Sunday from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. Signal and TV5 President and CEO Robert Galang said this collaboration marks the start of greater cooperation between the two networks to be able to serve Filipino viewers in the best way possible. Good news. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Pramina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.